0: Anyway, we are back, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm just warming up on lawyers and the law. Let, let's do some more on that. Maybe this is where administrators and law kind of have this unholy alliance. Story from Pennsylvania. A middle schooler was expelled for bringing an eyebrow trimmer to school. School officials at Penn Hills Middle School ruled that Taylor Ray Jetter's grooming tool was essentially a razor and expelled her under the school's zero-tolerance weapons policy. Said Ray Jetter, age 15, I did not come up here to hurt anybody. She now worries that colleges will reject her because of the expulsion on her record. I want to be an anesthesiologist. Well, don't worry about it, Taylor. I know lots of anesthesiologists. This won't, this won't slow you down one bit. Also got a hot email not so long ago from our, uh, our friend Steve, who just thought it was so wrong that some judge over in Spain was going to try and hold U.S. officials accountable for Gitmo. Well, we're more sympathetic with what Jorge Heine and Ramesh Thakur said in The Ottawa Citizen. Somebody has to do it. They noted that for decades, Washington was the chief champion of human rights as a global norm. But under George W. Bush, the U.S. became a notorious human rights abuser. If the U.S. won't prosecute those responsible for twisting the law to allow abuse... Some other countries will have to invoke universal jurisdiction to do so. Otherwise, international courts will be seen as outposts of judicial colonialism or only Africans and the defeated can be prosecuted. If we want to truly stop torture, whoever the perpetrators happen to be, we can't allow that to happen. I say go Spain. Apparently the Obama administration, though, uh, is... Uh, is taking a hard line on antitrust cases. The Justice Department's chief antitrust official, that's Assistant Attorney General Christine Varney, urged smaller companies in particular to inform authorities of potentially anti-competitive behavior by larger rivals. Said Varney, during economic recessions, large companies can be tempted to engage in predatory practices such as price-fixing to kill off weakened competitors. But speaking of of the... The U.S. government, uh, you may have been amused to note Timothy Geithner, our Secretary of the Treasury, noting that China deserves to have more say in world economic affairs. Cynical people may have noted that uh, the Chinese themselves are predicting that uh, the U.S. would take this line. Last week, Beijing's People's Daily said, the U.S. will have no choice but to allow China more influence in the new international financial order. After this financial crisis is over, is over, New institutions will have to be created and China will be in a position to ensure that the U.S. does not monopolize everything. Again, quoting the People's Daily, thanks to our socialist market economy model and the industriousness and savings of our citizens, China is now one of the few countries in the world with money at its disposal. That means China deserves to have much more say in how the global financial system is run. Yeah, the stats say that China currently holds about $770 billion in US debt and yet is continuing to buy US bonds. And yes, with ownership does come some control. And does uh, someone worry about the fact that authorities uh over in the People's Republic of China, a country operated to this day by the Chinese Communist Party, well, may have some difficulties in running our economy. I don't know; it seems like there's a few rough edges to be worked out in that. But uh, you know, a lot of folks say it's fine, and we can't go to this show without at least mentioning the fact that President Obama has no- has nominated Sonia Sotomayor to the U.S. Supreme Court setting the stage to replace retiring Justice David Souter. Sotomayor is, of course, female. She's born to Puerto Rican parents in the Bronx, New York. She would be the nation's first Hispanic justice on the high court. Commenting upon this, the Washington Post said she would bring a fresh perspective to the court, but her record still deserves scrutiny, including her controversial ruling in a reverse discrimination case in New Haven, Connecticut, a case that is currently working its way up to the Supreme Court. In that case, when no black firefighter passed a written test for promotion, the whites who passed it were also denied promotion. The legal reasoning being that any test that uh, appears to discriminate against blacks is something you can sue over. We think these issues really do need to get uh, worked out with a second look. And uh, with 59 Democrats in the Senate, uh, it appears there's, uh, there's no chance that uh, Sotomayor's nomination will be... Um, Derailed by the Republican right, although they certainly have been making some noise about her. And uh, speaking of, uh, of the legal system and right wing cranks, which we have been during this show, it's curious to note that Michael Allen Weiner, or is it Weiner, both are appropriate, better known to you as Michael Savage, is planning to sue the quote, lunatic Home Secretary, unquote for including his name on a list published by her department of those banned from entering Britain between October of last year and the end of March of this year. We're not sure how well Mr. Weiner is going to do in his uh, legal case. He probably should stick to what he knows best, telling gays that they should get AIDS and die. He did that on the air, by the way, when some callers were vociferously disagreeing with him. Nice guy. Someone who actually is a nice guy is our pal Jerry Polakoff out in uh, Pennsylvania who frequently sends us contributions. Thank him for the item he sent at the end of April, which I haven't gotten around to, which noted that uh, as a follow-up on that story, about how the Pentagon was busy placing its, its so-called experts on various uh, news media outlets to spin the news? Well, um, you may not have noticed, but that story, as reported in the New York Times, earned the Times a Pulitzer prize said Jerry the mainstream media managed somehow to mention the prize without revealing what the story that won the prize was about noted Jerry NBC News is one of the media outlets that has repeatedly ignored the media and the general's story in fact after they mentioned the Pulitzer a few minutes later Brian Williams shamelessly aired an interview on a different to- on a different topic with Barry McCaffrey who was one of the conflicted retired generals who had figured prominently in the original New York Times story. Yes, the more things change, the more they remain the same. Yes, uh, when it comes to journalism, the Pulitzer Prize is basically the equivalent of the Nobel Prize. So it's interesting that some good reporting about a very important story just got buried. In fact, Jerry noted that was, as reported... Speaking of outrageous news stories, how about uh, the pro-lifer out in Kansas who wanted to demonstrate to the world how serious his movement was about respecting the sanctity of human life and what better way to demonstrate that by murdering a doctor? I did note in the coverage of this story, like I said, I was, made the mistake of listening to Rush Limbaugh recently, but Fox News quoted Randall Terry of Operation Rescue as, as disapproving of actual murder while reaffirming uh, their commitment to, to being pro-life. Well, back in 1991, Operation Rescue mobilized thousands of abortion rights opponents in the Summer of Mercy in Wichita, Kansas, which targeted Dr. Tiller and other leaders of the abortion rights movement. Tiller, Tiller was acquitted last March in a criminal trial which he'd been accused of illegally performing some late-term abortions. Conservative talk show host Bill O'Reilly Fox News labeled him Tiller the Killer. We'd like to refer you to a show we did some years ago in this program with uh, Vicki Wilson. Vicki is an RN and her husband Bill is an emergency room physician. They had to receive a third trimester abortion because their child at age 34 weeks was found, well, basically to have the brain floating in the amniotic fluid. The skull had not completely formed, the child was certain to die not long after it being delivered, and they elected to have this procedure done instead, which was safer for Vicky. There are only something like three places in the entire country where a third trimester abortion can be received, and in the wake of what just happened in Kansas, there may be one fewer. In spite of what, what you may have heard in the propaganda of, of, of certain um, political agitators, these are not common procedures and they're not being performed because the woman might be depressed, something that Bill O'Reilly tried to, uh, to convince the public of. Noted Michael B. Keegan, president of People for the American Way, which supports abortion rights, People have a right to disagree about abortion, but it's impossible to separate Sunday's tragedy from the violent language that's been directed for years at doctors like George Tiller adding those who have inflamed emotions and dehumanized their opponents around the issue of abortion should take pause before they continue such dangerous rhetoric. Folks, if this isn't domestic terrorism, what is? I live in East Sacramento. I love the town of Davis, by the way, and spent the better part of a decade living in the shadow of of UC Davis. But, uh, Currently, I live not far from McKinley Park, and I can remember very well about 15 years ago driving past the park where there was a clinic which did provide family practice services which included first-term abortions. At one point, someone went, out, went along with some Molotov cocktails and firebombed the building out of existence. Again, if, if that isn't domestic terrorism, what is? By the way, a recent poll shows that 72% of Americans believe that abortion must remain legal at least in the first trimester. Let's talk about something else, shall we? In fact, let's do some science. In what's described as an enormous study involving more than 160,000 women over a period of eight years, researchers found that multivitamins do absolutely nothing to prevent cancer or heart disease or increase people's longevity. Study author Marion Neuhauser told the New York Times, we thought there could be a modestly reduced risk, but there's nothing. It was noted that more than half of all Americans take multivitamins, spending more than $20 billion a year on them. Researchers say people would be better off eating more fruits, vegetables, and whole grains than popping vitamin pills. Here's one I love from the world of science and medicine. Uh, someone wrote in the last word section of New Scientist magazine a few weeks ago. They they, watched, they sent in a photograph showing a bar of soap that this fellow had left in his home in Sardinia over the winter. And came back, discovered it had grown a coat of mold. Asked the contributor, how did it grow on soap, which is supposed to keep your hands clean? And I was quite taken by the answer by John Richfield, who responded from Somerset West, South Africa, saying, We use soap for cleaning because it is a detergent, a means of emulsifying insoluble, largely fatty dirt in water. Its nutritional value is irrelevant, but pure traditional soap consists of fatty acid salts. Because of this, it is completely digestible in modest quantities. Adding, missionaries who introduced soap to some tribal communities in Africa were startled to find that members of their congregation would treasure a fatty-tasting bar as a treat, occasionally licking a finger that had been moistened and rubbed on the soap. He went on, toilet soap commonly contains surprising amounts of starches, oils, glycerol, and other materials that make it smoother, less aggressive to the skin, or simply cheaper to produce. All these are edible, too adding that molds are happy to consume them. Looking at the photograph, Mr. Richfield added, I suspect your soap sported a selection of Sardinian domestic molds, fusarium, mucor, even white strains of cheese fungi might, such as penicillium camemberti, might be present. They're probably harmless. Try some if you like which caused the editors of the magazine to add, although we admire John Richfield's desire for direct scientific experimentation, we recommend that you do not eat the soap before finding out exactly what is growing on it. There is a widespread belief that soap and water is a disinfectant, and it's, it's not, not, not so good at that, actually. I remember in high school, we, uh, we did some bacterial cultures off bars of soap, grew lots of stuff, But yes, there certainly is value in stripping off the dirty, fatty materials that accumulate on all of us. Which brings us to our final story of the segment from Yahoo Health. Title of the article, scientists find bacterial zoo thrives in our skin. Quoting uh, an article on skin research published in uh, the journal Science, they noted that, uh, well, sure, they make your sneakers stinky, but they also keep your skin moist and make sure that if you get a wound... Dangerous bacteria don't enter your bloodstream. This is apparently all part of the NIH's Human Microbiome Project. that aims to change uh, how we view uh, skin bacteria, or bacteria on the inside and the outside. Noting that people's bodies are ecosystems. They're home to trillions of bacteria, fungi, and other microbes that naturally coexist in our skin, in our digestive tract, and in other spots. But we really don't understand this bacterial ecology very well. We do not have a good grasp on which microbes live where, much less which are helpful. So what the scientists have done is taken samples of 20 spots of skin on 10 different people and decoded the genes of 112,000 different types of bacteria. Those numbers translated into roughly about 1,000 different strains or species of bacteria. Thanks to these newer techniques, uh, hundreds more than ever have been found before on skin have turned up. The researchers reported that topography matters quite a lot. In a moist, hairy underarm, it's described as being like a rainforest, whereas the dry inside of the forearm is a desert. And accordingly, they harbor distinctly different bacteria suited to those distinctly different environments. Noting, in fact, that the bacteria under two unrelated person's underarms are more similar than the bacteria that live on one person's underarm and one person's forearm. They also noted that while we've all heard of staph infections, it's staph epidermidis, which is a bacteria found all over the body that helps protect us from its nasty cousin staph aureus, which is the one that usually gets us in trouble with infections. That's not a 100% rule, but that's how it tends. This is also going to lead into some research into what's going on with people that have eczema and psoriasis. Anyway, it's high time for this research. If you watch TV at night, which unfortunately once in a blue moon I do, you see all these ads for Lysol and disinfectants and all these things. They talk about germs. There's germs on all these surfaces. and Indeed, there are bacteria and fungi all over just about every surface we want to bump up against, but that doesn't mean they're going to cause you harm. In fact, if anybody listening wants to go out and make several million dollars, figure out what really needs to go into probiotic things that can replace the good bacteria in our intestinal tracts. I know there's a lot of commercial products out there that claim to do that right now, but doctors I know are pretty skeptical. Our knowledge is so incomplete right now that we only just have the vaguest idea of how to even go about this. But as time goes on, we will. Let us take a break. I'm Douglas Everett. You're listening to Radio Parallax. And I finally did get a chance to see Star Trek uh, last night, and we'll talk about that in our third segment. All of me. Why not take all of me? Can't you see that I'm no good without Take my arms, I won't lose them Take my lips, I'll never use them Your goodbye left me with eyes to cry And I know that I am no good without you You took part my heart so why not take all of